Welcome to Black Men Homeschool. This is a space where we talk about issues, ideas, and resources that we're interested in as homeschool fathers. Yeah, we're on and popping. What's up, everybody? How you doing? This is the Black Men Homeschool Podcast, back for a whole nother season. Season two. What's season up? Season two. Brother Richard, how you feeling, man? I'm doing well. I'm excited about our conversation and having this opportunity to, you know, talk, but also share with folks, man. This is awesome. Man, it's been, it feels like it's been a minute. It feels like it's been a time, but, uh, you know, I'm glad that you're here. And you know what else I'm glad about? I'm glad that it feels like we have a brand new, if not generation, but a brand new crew, a brand new class of people that entered into these homeschool spaces. So if this is your first year actually homeschooling and you're still trying to get your feet wet, figure out what's going on, welcome. Yes, definitely welcome. Yeah, welcome to this, welcome to this family yes. <laughs> of, of people, uh, especially to the black and brown people out there, you know, a community of individuals that have decided to take control of education for yourselves and for your family. Congratulations. You deserve a pat on the back if you haven't gotten one already. Exactly. So you're getting one here. Love it. Yes. So, you know, this is exciting because as you mentioned, we have a new, uh, new or growing community, especially amongst black homeschoolers. Just the other day, um, was out with a homeschool group. There was so many new dads, new families. Mm. <laughs> Great to see that, man. I, you know, COVID, it was obviously negative. But I think the positive is I think it's that a number of Black families are taking control of the education in their household for their children. Yeah, like you said, it's, it's um, we can look at it through the negative, but also just look at it as one of those times when you just have this huge paradigm shift and having more people coming into the realization that um, you can produce the kind of the kind of children really that you want and the child of education in your children that you want to see. You don't have to rely entirely on a structure that you did not create, that did not have you in mind when it was created in order to educate your children. And for those that are just stepping into this space, um, it's invigorating. Sometimes it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's a little scary walking into uncharted territory but um the first thing that i want to say is that hey you ain't alone you're not by yourself in this you're not by yourself you're not the only person <laughs> to venture into this space and you and you're you you know there are other people that have been here that have been doing it for a while that are providing resources that are providing their expertise that are just giving their you know willing to give their experiences so that's a wonderful thing too so to all those people that have been homeschooling for years, uh, you guys get a pat on the back too. You all get a pat on the back too. Because to be perfectly honest, for those that have been homeschooling for a while, it's nice vindication for um, all the effort that you know, you've been putting in over the years to try to um, basically go against the tide, to swim upstream, to do this thing that a lot of people wouldn't understand which is taking the education of your children into your own hands. So it's a nice moment for those that have been in this space for a while to say, yeah, this thing's work, this thing works. And also say, yeah, come on, 
we can do this together. Because that's really the attitude of most homeschoolers in the space. Love it. So, you know, one of the aims of Black Men Homeschool is really to be a support for uh, families, men, uh, Black men in particular, but families in general, homeschooling families. And one of the things that, uh, in addition to what my brother said, is that this whole time of COVID, you know, before this, I think many may have thought they couldn't do it. Yeah. Then they were forced to do some things and said, hold on, I'm going to take control. And, you know, we welcome you into this space and we're here to be a resource. It's our hope that what we share with you um, this season will be a blessing to you, will encourage you, will inspire you, but also provide different things that you may not have thought about or even considered when, coming, when it comes to homeschool, especially as dads or um, homeschool families. Yeah, so today what we want to do is we just want to take some time. And if you're entering into homeschooling this year, just some things for you to think about. Yeah. Just some things for you to think about. You know, we could put a number on it, you know, five things, 10 things. But, yo, if you're homeschooling this year, hey, here's some things that you need to know from Black man's perspective. Yes. That's great. So you want to start it up? Yo, um, yeah, let's do that. All right. So the first, <laughs> the first thing, first thing, um, and I'm going back to something I said a little earlier, so it's going to sound familiar. First thing, yo, you're not doing this by yourself. So what that means is don't feel like you got to take every, you got to put everything on your shoulders, everything on your back, mm -hmm. right? Don't feel like you have to take on all the responsibility of planning, all the responsibility of teaching everything, all the responsibility of um, your children's socialization, all of it, you have to do. Sure, one of the great things about homeschooling is you get to choose, like you get to orchestrate, you get to be the conductor, you get to be the one to decide what's being taught and who is teaching it and when it's being taught. You get to decide all oh, that fun stuff, but that doesn't mean you have to put on every hat to do it. That's number one. So don't feel like you got to do it by yourself. You know, some of us are lucky enough to be in actual physical communities where it's easy to reach people who are already in homeschool spaces. Like if you live in a big city or if you have a really um, um, diverse community, uh, whether it be a faith community or you know a cultural community. So it's easier to, for you to get in with other people. But some of us live further out, we're more remote. So physically, you know, we feel like we're alone. And what I'm saying is that if that's your condition, what you need to do is you need to connect with other people that are doing the same thing so you don't have to feel like it's all on your shoulders. Join a Facebook group. Join a Facebook group. Whatever your, you know, whatever your uh, specific bent on social media, you can go to a social media platform and find the communities of homeschoolers that are doing things. And if they're not in your immediate area, then maybe they're close enough that you can still, you know, have a day trip or something and you can, and you can meet with people. But even if that seems to be um, um, less of an opportunity to physically meet, at least you have this community in an online space that you can continue, that can continue to feed into what you're doing and you can ask questions to them and just build community that way. It's necessary. Love that, love that. And one of the first things that we did when we got into homeschooling is we reached out and try to find other folks that were doing it. Um, it was, it's amazing that you can, you really can find, especially through Facebook groups, 
um, of the avenues, you really can find those groups that um, fit the area that you prefer. So if you want to find a group that's Christian-based, you can find a homeschool Christian-based. If you want to find a group that is Afrocentric, you can find that as well. No doubt. So, you know, just take the time to look for those groups. You can find, trust me, you can find what you're looking for. You just got to take that opportunity to do so. And it's exciting too, because once you engage with these groups, you learn so much more about homeschooling from people that have been doing it for years. Yeah. So I want to give a second one. So number two, uh, or I'll call it number two, is that homeschooling does not and is not the same, does not look like and is not the same as brick and mortar schools. Yeah. And that's, okay. that's okay. And I share that because I think sometimes we feel that, especially for those who are new to homeschool, this specifically for those who are new, we feel like we have to replicate kind of the same style and the same things that are happening um, in the brick and mortar schools. And you don't, it can be, you can actually have the, you have the opportunity to structure it the way you want to structure it, to use the resources that you want to use, but also you could use real life experiences. So just looking at a textbook, okay, fine. But you can go actually to the place where something happened and really focus on what is occurring and talk about it live. So just be okay with, okay, we don't need a desk. We don't need a chair. We don't need a chalkboard. You know, just be fine with the fact that it's not going to be the same. And this is an opportunity for you to really revolutionize education for your own children. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever forget, hey, doing this, taking education to your own hands is a revolutionary act. Yeah. It is a revolutionary act. And it's always been that way for black people in America, if you think about it. You know, we live in a we live in a place and we live in a condition where it was illegal for us to read. So then, you know, when people learned, when those enslaved Africans learned how to read, that was a revolutionary act. It's a revolutionary act. You know, we live in a place and we live in a condition where there was a history of segregation, where we weren't allowed to be in particular schools. And when we were, we were ostracized. So when we learned it was a revolutionary act, making learning a revolutionary act for us is nothing new. And you got to think about it like this. If the schools, if the schools that you were in or the schools that you sent your kids to were working, then you wouldn't be thinking about doing this. So why recreate the model that didn't work? Why recreate the model that didn't work best for you? We don't have to recreate it just because it's what's been normalized, yeah. right? Yeah. So we can take the bull by the horns and, and, and change things up. I like that. So listen, I mean, let me take it a step further. Oh that has been created wasn't created for our children absolutely think about it i mean it wasn't created with our children i'm talking about black and brown children wasn't created for our children wasn't created with our children in mind mm. so this is an opportunity to really create something for ourselves so uh, seeing it as a revolutionary act i love the way you put it uh, jason that, that yes this is a revolutionary act education has always been revolutionary for us we have always found ways to educate ourselves as well as our children. And that's what we're just doing, continue to do even today. So I'm gonna add another, another um, uh, give, uh, I guess my number three, we numbering things now, right? 
<laughs> All right, so it, it, it builds on what uh, Richard was saying, which is since you got this time, since you got this opportunity, look to build memorable moments with your children. Memorable moments. Like me and me and Richard have been in this thing for a long time. We've been we've been homeschooling for, you know, each of us probably around 10 years, right? So my kids don't remember a lot of what, what, what I've taught them. <laughs> Just real talk, they don't. You know what they remember most is stuff we did. Yeah. They remember stuff that we did. They have particular moments in mind. Even the moments where we went somewhere and I thought, the day was trash. Like I, I just thought that, oh, this is not going at all the way I had hoped. They have an entirely different spin on the whole thing, right? When we're, when we're, when we're learning, you know, one of the best ways to retain information is to have an experience around it. Like when Richard was saying, hey, go to the place. You don't have to just read about it in a book, go to there or go to a place that expresses what there was like. You know, those moments are probably the thing about homeschool that I've been enjoyed the most. And um, to the brothers out there or the working parents, um, even when you're not there every day to be able to take some time out of the month or out of the week where you have a moment that's fun and also educational, that's huge. Brothers, that's a huge way for you to be involved in homeschooling if you don't have that day-to-day -day interaction. To plan for a memorable moment, maybe it's going to a museum, maybe it's taking a field trip, maybe it's um, you know um, going camping, whatever it is. Take the time while you got them to build those moments. That's great. I have to use this opportunity just to plug my brother. Um, if, if you wanna see that in action, you know, you need to follow uh, Jason Esther on Instagram. I mean, this man, <laughs> he is doing it and he's doing some great things with his, his children. I'm horrible at Instagram, I'm horrible at social media. So if you follow me, you're not gonna see anything, but if you follow him, <laughs> you'll get some good examples of what it's like to kind of take your children somewhere and teach them and, and to show them different things and have those memorable experiences. Or better yet, follow us at uh, on Instagram, Black Man Homeschool on Instagram, because I I repost a lot of that same stuff there, so you okay. can find it there. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So, like you said, I guess we're going by numbers. So, hopefully, I don't forget what number. But yeah, number that's why I didn't want to do numbers, dog. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to get lost. <laughs> so be gracious with us if we end up missing. <laughs> I, I love this one. My wife uh, shared with me. Um, be resourceful. Mm. Uh, recognizing that you know some of the most excellent and incredible resources don't cost very much, and it's right there, right, right there under your nose in your community, um, a click away, uh, you know, just a drive away. Um, for example, my wife and I, we've used library books, videos, programs nature center programs, YouTube videos, um, Groupon, you know, because Groupon have CPR certifications. We use that for our children. Mm. Um, Bible project videos, cookbooks, church classes. I mean, there's so many different things if you, you know, out there that you can utilize and supplement what you want to teach. So just, you know, don't think you, you know, you don't have the money because I'll be upfront getting curriculum if you get the standard curriculum it is expensive. Yeah. 
and it's something that is done every single year. But you don't necessarily have to utilize, you know, use or spend a whole bunch of money. You can be resourceful and utilize those um, free or low cost opportunities that's right there in your community. So I just want to encourage you to take advantage of that um, so that you're not you know, spending too much money, but also at the same time, maybe you don't have the funds to spend some, I've heard people spending thousands every year um, to homeschool their children because of all the resources they get, but don't have to do that. There's great resources that are free or low cost that are available to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just to speak a little bit about um, resources, one powerful resource that you need to leverage is your local library. Mm -hmm. Leverage your local library. It's a wonderful resource. Of course, many of us are on Google. We use Google for lots of different things. Google has some fabulous resources that you can use. Um, and I'm going to go to my next number on the list. I guess it's number five. Yep. All right. Now I feel like I can reset. So I'm going to go to my next one on the list, which is um, family. When you're homeschooling, the costs add up. Now, when we started first started homeschooling, like maybe the first couple of weeks, and we didn't spend a lot on curriculum. I felt like, oh, I got enough books in the house. We got enough stuff. I live close to a library. We can do this without spending a lot on curriculum. Um, but I didn't account for some of those other, um, financial increases in costs when we we're homeschooling that, you know, took our, um, quote unquote, our budget, because we really weren't budgeting at the time. We just had things we knew, we knew about how much we would spend every month. So I did not account for the, that the fact, I did not account for the fact that since the kids are home all the time, they eat more. So I had to rethink, we had to rethink meal planning. We didn't, I didn't think about the fact that since they're home more, we're using more electricity. So I didn't account for that. I didn't account for the fact that if we're home and we're running around, you know, I'm spending more on gas. Or if I wanna to go to the library or if I wanna to go to a museum, then there's a cost for admission. So those insulary costs add up when you don't plan for them, right? So it helps, it really helps when you think about, hey, um, when they were in school, if you're pulling your kids out of school, when they were in school, they were getting lunch at school, possibly they were getting breakfast and lunch. What are, what are gonna be the quick, easy breakfast and lunch things that I'm gonna have prepared so that they can have that? What are gonna be some easy snacks that we go to to make sure we cut costs that way, you know? Let me reinforce my, hey, make sure you turn the lights off everywhere if you're not in the room policy. Little things, you know, because they do add up if you haven't accounted for it. So I'm just going to give a few of the solutions that we ended up, you know, our favorite snack in the house is popcorn. We pop popcorn. That's a great everyday snack. Anybody, anybody, anybody can get it at any time, you know, great way to curb, great way to curb hunger. When not, the to, huh? not the microwave stuff. Like, no, nah, not the microwave stuff. We don't do microwave popcorn, homies. No microwave popcorn. We pop it on the, we pop it on the stove. Mm -hmm. Trust me. You're going to live a whole different life. You pop some popcorn on the stove. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we did, the other thing that we've done is um, we realized that a lot of libraries have 
one thing that you can check out are passes to museums and to different places. So go to your local library and see if they have a pass that you can check out. So you don't have to pay um, the admission costs. You just, um, you know, check out a pass to that place. And, you know, when, you, when it's available, that's when you can go. So little things, you know, my pops used to always give me the five P's and I used to be like, what, you know, but these are, these are good, these are good five P's, you know, prior preparation prevents poor performance. I just focus on that prior preparation piece. Really good. Really good. Um, I appreciate you sharing about, you know, thinking about the, the other costs, because there are, you're right, you're right, you're exactly right. There's numerous costs that come with it, um, as far as food and electricity, you know, I think that's, we need to know that. Let me give you number six, or what I think is number six. Um, recognize this is an opportunity for you to become a lifelong learner. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know, when we think, talk about homeschool, we often focus on, okay, we're homeschooling our children, but at the same time, this is an opportunity for you to be a part of that journey. Yeah. That together with your family, this is an adventure that you all are on and that you learn together, you grow together. So make sure that you see it as that, see it as this adventure. Take time to learn more yourself and, and use these opportunities to learn together because it will be, it will feel like a great adventure for your children. Mm. That's kind of one side of it. The other side of it, as far as being a lifelong learner is being willing to do the research. Yeah. You know, when we talk about curriculum, sometimes if we're not careful, we could just purchase curriculum without really researching. It's going to be good for our children, not not understanding or even um, recognizing what may be the hidden curriculum within that curriculum. What I mean is, so it might be a curriculum on history, but the hidden curriculum is really to tell your children about how great colonization was. And it is, I mean, so we have to be careful because some of this curriculum, if we're not careful, we don't do our research we could actually teach lessons or our children can learn lessons that we really don't want them to learn. So to take time to do the research, the background of the curriculum that you're using and also the resources that you're using to make sure that your children are learning exactly what it is that you desire them to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother Richard, you're exactly right, man. I, and, and in some senses, you know, history is the easy one to locate. There's been lots of conversations around, around history um, recently. And there are some great options for um, a history, you know, um, history curriculums that are de decolonized, that are anti-racist, that teach a more nuanced and what I would say corrective view of history. There are tons out there. Richard and I both use um, woke homeschooling curriculum, the old freedom curriculum with our kids. Um, that's been that's been great. Um, but don't just assume that oh, because the schools used it, I should use it too when it comes to those other areas. Because you'd be surprised about how insidious some of the white, supremac white supremacist teachings are in your primer school or your kindergarten or first grade readers are. Mm -hmm. Or even in their spelling and phonics books in terms of the representation they have of um, um, black and brown people in those books. When you read through a reader and the very first black face that you see is associated with the word sad 
or the word mad. And I'm not making this up. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so the research is, is critically, critically important. And like Brother Richard said, there are tons of resources out there for us that's built with us in mind, you know, to give us, you know, a centered idea of not just who we are, but also the things that are important for us to know. And to the note about um, us taking an opportunity to, opportunity to learn, just two things. Number one, if you don't know it, don't be ashamed. You know, part of the opportunity to learn with your kids is to show your kids what it looks like to not know and figure it out. We can do that journey together. We can learn, we can learn the algebra together. We can learn the geometry together. We can learn the history together. So that can be a powerful moment. I learned this with my dad. I learned this with my mom. It's a memory. And the other thing, the other thing is this. Um, think about what, where you want to get your professional development. Like I love the old freedom curriculum. I do. I think it's I think it's neat. I love the books that we're reading. But I also have another thing that feeds me. I listen to um, in class with Greg Carr every week. That's like my professional development for how to think about um, how to think about history and how to think about um, um, global, global, um, the global African diaspora. You know, that's what I listen to. That's what's feeding my knowledge of history. And it, and it, helps, my, it helps my interaction with my kids as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just jump in and add to that? Um, it's almost like you're building your own curriculum. In essence. Yeah. You know, as a parent, as a dad, when it comes to homeschooling, that you decide, you know, every, you should decide every year, okay, what am I going to read, listen to, how am I going to better myself um, as a learner? Ultimately, so one, you know more, right? So you get, but also it's an example for your children to see that, hold on, you know, dad is doing this, you know, dad is taking time to read, to study, to learn, uh, or mom is doing this, you know, taking this time to, to learn or hear from different resources. So, it's really building your own curriculum, which will ultimately benefit your family as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is my turn again? Right now, I think it's number seven. <laughs> All right. So uh, number seven. Um, think, about, think about it like this. Um, what you're doing right now whether it be homeschooling or maybe you're in school and you're thinking about, this doesn't have to be your, the, um, your, conf- your education configuration forever, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes we start building these either or propositions in our mind as if I either have to pull my kids out or uh, I have to keep my kids in school. And to be honest, you know, life is funny. Sometimes there's just a lot of gray area for what educating your children looks like. To be real, you might not be able to pull your kids out of the school system. You might not be able to um, change your work schedule to support that. You might not have a lot of people supporting you. That doesn't mean that, you know, the idea of the notion and the reality of homeschooling can't be a part of what you do. You just have to be creative around it, 
Like there are lots of people in the homeschooling community for whom brick and mortar school is a part of their lives, whether it be like a micro school or um, um, they have like a, a, a large co-op. Some have kind of almost college, um, college structured co-ops where they go to uh, classes a couple of times a week and then they're at home a couple of times a week. The configuration looks different in lots of different spaces, all right? So it, homeschooling doesn't have to be, my kids are home every single day just with me. For some people, homeschooling is, I know my kids are going to go to compulsory school from eight to three, but from three to six, they mine. And so they're gonna get the education that I want for them. Or on weekends, we're gonna make sure that we do this. These are the things that we wanna reinforce. So don't feel you know, stigmatized if you feel like I really want to teach my kids in this way, but I can't just keep them at home by myself. Um, but I can't keep them at home by myself. People understand that, right? And homeschool doesn't have to look one way. That's good, that's so true. In fact, just to add on, you know, evenings, weekends, summers, yeah. know, all of those are available to homeschoolers to utilize. You know, sometimes um, we think it has to be structured. It has to be one way. And don't get me wrong, we're, I'm totally for structure. Yeah, no doubt. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same way that brick and mortar schools are structured. So take, just, you know, take solace, I, I would say, in the fact that you get to structure this. You get to arrange it the way you want and organize it the way you desire as a family to organize it. Yeah, and what you do, what you do this year might not be what you do next year. That's okay too. Exactly. Guess what? You in control. Yep. You can decide exactly. what it looks like from year to year. So I think this is number eight. This is eight, yes. A lot of times when we talk about homeschooling, we're talking about education, book knowledge. But really, this is an opportunity for you to set body, mind, and soul goals for each mm -hmm. child. Um, and for each child based on what you observe of your children, on how they interact with you, on what they say what they would like to learn. You as a parent, you know their strengths, you've noticed them. Or if you haven't, pay more attention to notice their strengths. <laughs> but, but you should know what their strengths are and you can um, maximize those strengths. But also you know where some, some of those areas that need strengthening um, and you know what your children need help in. So focusing on those body, you know, um, body things or mind things or soul things. In other words, you know, it's not just what they know, but it's also about who they are um, yeah. and helping them to recognize who they are, that they are um, special. They are um, made in the image and likeness of God, recognizing that they are um, better than what our society have tried to say <laughs> they are or who they are um set exercise goals yeah we want our children to be healthy so you want to set some exercise goals um you know building their social and their social character building their their habits um i mean all of these things really take time to think about your child and set those goals how do you want your child to be what are some things you want them to know but also what areas should they be strengthened in what are some goals, um, from physical goals to 
spiritual goals to uh, intellectual goals that you have for your children, set those now um, and then start working towards them so that your curriculum will be a holistic curriculum. Yeah. You know, your children don't have gym class because they're not going to school, but you become gym class for them, right? So you become health science, you become these things for them. So make sure you set those goals so that you have something to shoot for. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, we, we have an opportunity to make our kids holistic in their view of the world and their view of themselves and, as well as their education. So, you know, that's crucial. So that kind of leads into my number nine. And mm-hmm. bruh, stop worrying about your kids being weird through homeschool, for real. Stop tripping over it. Because guess what? Your kids are already weird. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> they are. They are. They're already different. They're already unique. They're already fearfully and wonderfully made. They already have their own purpose for what God's created for them in their lives. There's already this one thing in the world that they have been created to do and only they can do it. And hopefully we can shepherd them into doing that thing. They're already weird. They're already different. That's okay. And guess what else? These times are weird. You know, we got to figure out how we're going to build our children for the environment and for the time that they're in, right? So the real question isn't about, are they going to be weird? The real question is, you know, are they getting what they need right where they are, right? And if not, then we got to get with people that are going to help them get what it is that they need. I know socialization is always a big concern when it comes to homeschooling, right? But the real question is, what kind of socialization do you think they need? Right? What kind of socialization do you feel like they need? I mean, if we do like Brother Richard suggests and we build a holistic child and we focus on their spiritual development and their physical development and their mental ability, their critical awareness, then we've already set them apart just there. Because those are aspects of one's character that's aspects of one's growth that aren't always emphasized in our schools so they're going to be different the question is are they in a place where they are developing the muscles that you feel like they need to have and that's a hard question for all of us we all have to ask that and sometimes those answers change But just because we pull our kids out of the place where we were socialized most doesn't mean that they're going to be operating at a social deficit. It might actually mean that they don't get some of the same scars we got. That's such a good point. And I think we miss that. We don't think about the negative aspects of that type of socialization when we have children or we have been through the school system and the negative impact of that, the scars that we have and some of us still have as a result of that. We often, when talking about homeschool, many people always talk about, well, what about the socialization? You know, I don't think my children are going to be socialized well or you know, I don't want to go into homeschool because of that. But this is, again, an opportunity to 
allow your children to be socialized the way you feel is best for them. Yeah, yeah. In the groups that you think are best for them, to have more say over their socialization. So this is, I can't say it enough, this is just a, a great opportunity for us as parents to say, this is what I want my children to be like. This is what I believe is best for them. And these are the areas that I'm going to make sure they're in so they get the proper socialization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's that opportunity to rethink what school is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And wherever we land is a product of us, you know, reevaluating what's important to us when it comes to school. Yeah. Nobody, nobody is here in this space in this space, you know, the black man homeschool space, we're not preaching one way of doing school. Mm -hmm. I would step out and probably argue that, you know, we do make, have hold, we do hold the position that it should, if they're being schooled in a place, it should be a space that loves black people. Yes. And it should be a place that acknowledges that there's a God that centers the universe. But nobody's trying to legislate how you do school, or at least they shouldn't. Well, there are people that are, but not here. You get to decide. You get to decide. Exactly. So we don't get any, as homeschoolers, you all know this, we don't get any tax breaks for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't have any government assistance for it. Um, so they have no say in it. Even if they did, they still have no say in it. This is our opportunity. Yeah, believe that. Yeah, our opportunity. All right, so number 10. I've been waiting all, all, all this time to say this. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I want you to know, and this is for, I'm saying this to you, but it's for me as well. This is for us. Always remember that your life is a curriculum. Mm. Your, mm. your life is a curriculum for your children. Jewels, jewels. They see you, and they see you more than other children who are going who are going to school see their parents. They're around you all the time. And my brother said earlier that many of the things that we teach, they may not remember. Like we say to them, they may not remember that, but they remember the experiences that they had with us. They remember also how we lived, things we did in front of them. Um, and you know this as well as we do, children will pick up on things that are inconsistent with what we say. Yeah. You know, if we say one thing, but we're doing something else, they're learning a lesson. Your life is a curriculum. So you have to really be mindful of what you model yeah. since you're spending a lot more time together. Um, think about how your kids see you spending your time. Mm -hmm. Even when it's not homeschool time, mm -hmm. what do they see you doing? Yeah. Um, do they see you just watching TV all day or, or streaming things or on social media all day? Or phone all day. Exactly. Your phone all day. What are the things that they, they you know, see you, how you interact, you know, with other people, um, how you, how you speak to people in the street, things that you do with your job or just how you interact, the, the regular things that you do. Um, it also includes modeling growth. Mm and how you respond to failure, how you respond to setbacks. Um, it includes modeling, how you interact with people around you. Um, 
with nature? Do you show that you know you have an awe for God, or are you showing that it feels like life is just horrible all the time? Are you pessimistic about everything, or are you one who has faith and, and walk by faith and not by what you see? I mean, all of these things, all of these things are teaching our children. All the things we do mm. are teaching our children a curriculum. Um, and that curriculum, the curriculum that is us, the curriculum that is you as a parent, mm. that is me as a parent, that is probably the number one curriculum um, that they're learning from. Mm. So we just have to be mindful that our life, that, that we recognize that our life is a curriculum. That's word. To make sure that our children are learning what we hope they're learning from us. That's word, man. That's word. That's word. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and the church said. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, this has been excited. I mean, unless you have more nuggets that y'all know we could keep going. Yo, we got we got more nuggets. We got some bonus tracks over here. But I had I had to sit and marinate on that one, man. <laughs> you pulled my card on that one because I'm like, yeah, that's my struggle. I'm like, how often do my kids see me on my phone just and it's not that I'm doing anything ridiculous. I'm doing productive things, but it's what they see. It's what they see. You know, are they seeing they they are seeing me on my phone more than they seeing me study and know that that's studying. They seeing me more on my phone than they seeing me on my knees. Mm. Wow. Seeing me on my phone more than they're seeing me in prayer. So I gotta check myself on that. Because my life's a curriculum. Are they seeing in me the things that I say are really important? Convicted me, man. Hey. Hey, me as well. I mean, I said it. Dude. <laughs> what I think about often too: how am I living my life? Um, being that my life is a curriculum for my children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, so do you want to do a number eleven, or you want to? Nah, man, I'm gonna rest on that, fam. I'm gonna rest good. on that. <laughs> And, I, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say, man, these are gonna be additional conversations that we're gonna have to have in some in some other spaces, because yeah. we definitely have more definitely have more to share. But I just think that was so powerful. We just need to um, rest there. Now, for those of you all who um, you might not know who we are or know how we do, we usually try to end all of our podcasts um, with a prayer. So um, I think definitely one of the things that we want to pray for is. Um, that you all have a, um, a safe, exciting, engaging, monumental school year. And that as you're moving through this school year, that um, don't allow the highs or the lows, you know, the unexpected turns and twists to take, a, take you off your goal. It just comes with the territory. There are gonna be some days when you feel like nothing's working. There are gonna be days where you feel like you made a bad decision. There are going to be days when you start dealing with imposter syndrome. You feel like you ain't built for this. Throw those things out of your head. You were called to this moment. You were called to be where you are to do what you're doing. You're called 
to this process because it's the process itself that's going to give you some of that 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 living water that you need right so i just want to encourage your journey in our prayer today brother richard yes sir you know i i, I would say that i want um in addition to that that you will find joy in the process no doubt that you will find joy in teaching your children and having these opportunities and experiences that it would be a wonderful adventure and that every day you recognize wow i not that you have to do it but that you get to do it yeah you just get to have this opportunity to pour into the lives of your beautiful wonderful awesome gifts the children that god has given you so that's my prayer, that we would see it as just a great joy and opportunity that God has given us to be a blessing to um, our family, but also be a blessing to future generations, because what we put in our children today will impact their children mm. and their children and their children for generations to come. Awesome. Awesome. So you want to close out? Yeah, I'll do it, man. I'll do it. All right. All right. Lord God, thank you for this opportunity for us to come together um, in your name and underneath your banner to just talk about homeschooling and lift up all these people that are entering into this homeschooling space this year. Thank you, God, for new people who are just entering into the journey. Thank you for those that have been um, doing it for a while. Lord God, I ask that you make connections there, that you help new people to find people who have been doing it, that can feed into them, that can give them advice, that can give them support. Father God, I ask that um, on this journey, this school year, that you would um, increase their faith, that you would um, have them to enjoy their journey. Lord, I ask that you would um, protect their minds and their, their sanity, sanity, Father God, from the lows that sometimes accompany doing a new thing, the uncertainty, the anxiety, the self-doubt, Father God. I ask that you would just put those things out of their heads and off to the side. We come against any attacks of Satan, Father God, that would take them away from the path that you call for them. And Lord God, I ask that as they go on this journey, you draw them closer to you, you draw them closer to their children, and that you help them to um, be a stronger family, stronger family unit. Lord God, right now, I just uh, thank you for allowing more and more people to be able to believe that education is something that they can possess and that it's something they have agency over and that you're building a community of faith, a community of love, a community of black and brown people who are seeking truth for themselves and seeking to build a community that edifies them and edifies their children. These things I ask and I thank you for in your presence in Jesus name, amen. So I, I do have just um, a, a thought as far as, you know, as you listen to this podcast and maybe questions come up or you may have comments or if you like the podcast, you just want to share, you know, you, you appreciate this, you know, let us know. You know, let us know, send us a message, send us a message through Instagram, what, whatever, <laughs> just, just connect with us, let us know 
that um, you're hearing, you're hearing this and that you're receiving, but also that is beneficial to you and your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll reach out and we'll be back here. <laughs> Brother Richard, thank you, man. Pleasure as always, man. You looking forward to the next one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to this episode of Black Men Homeschool. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and on our website, www.blackmenhomeschool.com. We'll hear from you soon.